Criminal Minded Media. We're back with the Drive F5 with the Greek, my resident NBA expert. Greek, we have a lot to discuss. I need a State of the Union as the NBA 2023 playoffs start tonight. So, well, first of all, thanks picture. for having me back. Oh, don't interrupt me. Walk sorry, me through the picture here. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, as you said, we're hours away from the beginning of the play-in tournament. Uh, so by the time this airs on Thursday, uh, our listeners are going to have a clearer picture of what the playoffs look like than we do right now. But uh, I I got to say, this is as wide open as I can ever remember it in the NBA playoffs. I mean, you could see anybody from a one seed down to, as much as it pains me to say this, as one of the biggest Laker haters around, but you could literally see an eight seed make the NBA finals. It's a, it's a pretty remarkable turn of events. And I have some thoughts about how this is going to turn out, but anybody who feels comfortable or claims they know how this is going to turn out is lying to you. Let's talk about the matchups real quick. And I want to give you some thoughts. Nets, Sixers, Knicks, Cavs, Warriors, Kings, Clippers, Suns, right? Okay. That, that we know. And like you said, when you look at those matchups, I have to honestly say, other than I am confident that the Sixers will beat the Nets barring any injuries, this Knicks-Cavs up for grabs. Now, Warriors-Kings, Warriors, if healthy, I've heard many people say they think healthy Warriors wins the championship again. And then obviously your beloved sons with the Clippers, which let's be honest, I don't think the Clippers are playing great basketball. I'm not sure about Paul George here, but I will say I agree with you. It's sort of open to anything happening. But out of those matchups, tell me which one intrigues you the most. Well, it's interesting. Like you said, I mean, Philly and Brooklyn, I I think we can all figure out which way that one's going to go. And, and honestly, I'll be paying close attention to it because I the, the Brooklyn Nets are my adopted second favorite team because of Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson. I love those guys. I want to see them do well. But Philly is the overwhelming favorite in that series. If, if Brooklyn gets a game, maybe two, it'll be a, a pretty Im- impressive beat. The other three series you mentioned are legitimate toss-ups. I was looking this morning trying to figure out who I would pick between Cleveland and New York, and I went back and forth. I think Cleveland is probably the more talented team, but this Knicks team is as frisky as any Knicks team I can remember since back in the Carmelo Anthony, Tyson Chandler, Amari Stoudemire days. Like they're, they're a physical team. They're feisty. They're I could easily see them pulling off the, I guess you'd call it an upset, a five beating a four, but when it's a four or five matchup, it's a toss up. Uh, I think out of all three series you mentioned, Golden State to me is probably the one that I would say has the most clear cut advantage outside of Philly and Brooklyn. I I love the Sacramento Kings. I think they're a, a tremendous story this year, but am I going to pick them over the Golden State Warriors who just got Andrew Wiggins back and Gary Payton Jr. and Steph seems to be hitting his stride. I, I I am, as a Suns fan, I'm incredibly fearful of the Warriors, probably more fearful of the Warriors than any other team in the West. So I would pick Golden State there. The Suns Clippers, I agree with you. It's If Paul George was healthy, I'd say that's a toss-up. 
But of course, you can call me a homer because I am when it comes to the Phoenix Suns. I uh, I do think the Suns will come out on top of that series, but. You know, it's such a strange, almost unprecedented situation where your best player has played eight games for you going into the playoffs. It's, you really, who knows how that's going to turn out with no playoff reps and eight games total played for the team since he got traded here. I mean, it's, it's, we've never seen anything like this. So I would pick the Suns, but uh, I will not underestimate the Clippers. They're a tough team, especially led by Kawhi. I want to I want to throw out a narrative I'm seeing. I'm curious your thoughts on this. I think I saw Kendrick Perkins even said something to the effect. Now, the Lakers, they have to play in the play-in game. That's today at 9 o'clock, right? They're going to play yep. a disastrous Timberwolves team after yes. <laughs> Rudy Gobert punch and this other kid. McDaniels, yeah. Game. But I don't know. Do you see a path? that the Lakers make it to even the Western Conference final. Does Anthony Davis show up? I don't know. If they were to win tonight and secure the seven seed, I do think there's a legitimate chance we could see LeBron and those guys in the West, at least the Western Conference finals. I don't know if they have what it takes to get over that hump, but if they were to end up the seven seed, Now they're over on the side of the bracket where they would be matching up against a a young Memphis team who is missing two of their best three big men. Steven Adams is out for the year. Brandon Clark ruptured his Achilles. So you're looking at Jaron Jackson Jr., who has been known to get into foul trouble, literally walking out of the tunnel before games, having to deal with Anthony Davis. And, you know, they just signed a a Kenneth Lofton Jr. out of the G League as their backup big man because they're so thin. So... But hold Lakers. on, he put up 42 the other night. Crazy. <laughs> he looked, he Crazy. looks like he just came off a Rucker Park of an afternoon playground session and dropped 42 out of the G League. Great. <laughs> it's amazing. Last <laughs> now, those those weird uh, scoring outbursts have been known to happen on the last day of the regular season. Uh, the Suns had a guy who I literally can't even remember his name score 39 a few years ago on the last day of the regular season. But yeah, Lofton's a nice little prospect, but he's been with them for all of 48 hours. And now he's going to have to guard Anthony Davis in the first round of the playoffs, potentially. That's a tough ask for anybody, especially a young kid coming out of the G League. But I do think, not to disrespect Memphis, uh, although they do a good job of disrespecting themselves, you've got Dylan Brooks popping off today in the online saying he wants the Lakers because he wants to be the one to send LeBron home in the first round. Just, I mean, they can't help themselves. They they give out bulletin board material to their opposition uh, like you and I give out, you know, free drinks to our friends when we're out at a club or something like that. They, uh, uh, they know how to get the other team pissed off and motivated to face them. So let's say the Lakers get by Memphis. Then they would be playing the winner of Golden State and Sacramento. Uh, do I think it's impossible for the, the the Lakers to beat Golden State in a series? No. Would I favor them? No. But again, if LeBron and AD can stay healthy, and that's a big ask when you look at how their season's gone, yeah, I think they could absolutely get to the West Finals. I, would I say they're the favorite? No. Do I think 
some of the talking heads in the media go overboard when it comes to the Lakers because they are just, it's like the Dallas Cowboys in football. They want to talk about them, whether they're good or bad. Um, I think they have a shot, but I would call it more of a puncher's chance than a favorite's. So my next topic is two things. First, I want your prediction Eastern Conference Finals and Western Conference Finals. And then we're going to talk about the Dallas Mavericks tank job at the end of the season. I have my thoughts. I want your thoughts on it. But first, predictions now, Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals, and we will revisit this towards the end of the playoffs. Okay. Eastern Conference Finals, I'm going with the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Boston Celtics. I considered Philly. I respect Philly, but Boston just... You know, they seem hungry. They were there last year. I, I, I actually think Boston could upset Milwaukee in the conference finals. But Boston, Milwaukee out east. In the west, I am predicting the Golden State Warriors versus the Phoenix Suns. Kevin Durant versus his former team for the right to go to the NBA finals. Fair enough. Now, let's talk, let's talk Mavericks because this is something that I was utterly blown away by. I had heard early rumblings that it possibly could happen and I didn't understand it. But here's here's the, the big picture of it. Mark Cuban, the Dallas Mavericks decide to sit Luca, to sit Kyrie, and they basically figure, we don't care about the playoffs. Even if we make the play in, who cares? We're probably not getting past the first round. But, you know, I listened to our friend's friend Bill Simmons, and I think I agree with him, where Bill says, you got Luka Doncic. I mean, you got Kyrie. Who knows? You get into the playoffs, especially this year, anything can happen. What is the thinking behind the scenes of Mark Cuban here with the management of, of saying, we're sitting these guys, that's it? I'll tell you the truth. I, I listened to the same podcast, and I agree with Bill Simmons as well. I, I was stunned by this. When you look at all the factors, how much draft capital they gave up to take a shot at it this year with regards to the Christian Wood trade and then the Kyrie trade, the fact that it's a 50-50 chance that Kyrie is done as a Maverick after that last game on Sunday, it's it stunned me to see Dallas tank. I mean, stunned me. I can't remember a tank job that surprised me more. You have one of the top three to five players in basketball who we saw what he, if he gets rolling in a playoff series, what he did to my beloved sons last year, I, I'm honestly speechless. I, I could not believe on Friday night when I saw the list of players that were sitting out against the Chicago Bulls. I mean, not just Luka and Kyrie, but literally their entire starting five. I thought it was, I, I'm glad, I don't know if you heard, but I'm, the NBA is actively investigating the situation. I, I think it was despicable. I as someone who is not a fan of the Mavericks, especially after last year, I have thoroughly enjoyed the discourse and watching them flame out here at the end of the season. I personally think that this caused a serious rift between Mark Cuban and the front office and Luka Doncic. I don't know if you saw his interview post game when they asked him what he thought about being benched after the first quarter on Friday night he was not happy and I think this is all to try to keep their first round pick you know and there that is not even guaranteed if one person below them jumps into the top 10 they lose their first round pick anyways so why not take a shot you have Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving like you said 
in this year's playoffs, all they would have had to do was win two games to get into the playoffs. Are you telling me that they can't beat a New Orleans Pelicans team without Zion Williamson and then have a shot at beating the loser of the Lakers and the Timberwolves who have imploded like no team I've seen recently on the last day of the season? It stunned me. And it tells me a couple things. Number one, the lack of confidence they have in that actual team. And number two, I predict Jason Kidd will be looking for a new form of employment very, very soon. They went from the West Finals to <laughs> tanking with Luka Doncic on their team in his prime. I, I, I can't remember anything like this in recent memory, and I, I'm stunned by it. So lastly, before we wrap this up, the drive at five with the Greek, the Wemby stakes. We now have a little bit clearer picture of who possibly gets our guy, Wemby. What are you saying? What are you hearing? What are you seeing, Greek? Well, you know, it's funny. When you and I talked about this a few weeks ago, uh, I was talking about how surprised I was that the Tankathon hadn't gone into full force, especially when you look at the prospects like Wemby and, and Scoot at the top of the draft board. But it seems like right after I said that, a number of teams pulled out all the stops. I mean, you had Portland playing basically a G League starting unit. Uh, you had Detroit. Detroit, by the way, congratulations. You won the first round of the Wemby sweepstakes. You have the most ping pong balls and the best chance to get Wemby. Uh, San Antonio, Houston, great effort. Same with you, Charlotte. You guys really made a spectacular effort to try to get as many ping pong balls as you could. I'm proud of you. Uh, I personally think I would love to see Wemby go anywhere outside of the Western Conference. So I'd love to see him go somewhere like Detroit. I'd like to see him go somewhere like Indiana, where they have a backcourt with Halliburton and Benedict Matherin, a young, fun, exciting team, or even like in Orlando. I, I think if the, if the basketball gods want to drop any karma in this thing, uh, I would love to see Wemby land on a team that didn't just outright quit and tank like the Portland Trailblazers. Like the, uh, I don't want to say Detroit, they were ravaged by injuries, but really Portland, San Antonio, Houston, they don't deserve Wemby. A team that really at least fought for the majority of the season, like, a, like an Indiana or an Orlando, I'd love to see Wemby end up on one of those teams. And I'm, I'm sure you've seen uh, the the replay about a million times like I have of Wemby uh, tip dunking his own miss off a fadeaway three-pointer a week or two ago. Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen that play in basketball before. Obviously, we're talking about a once-in-a-generation type of player, and I'd like to see him end up in a good situation, not somewhere where he's just going to be surrounded by the suck. And, um, you know, I'd like to have him see, or see him have a real chance at, at winning sooner rather than later. Greek, when is the NBA lottery? It usually happens in at the beginning of the second round of the playoffs. So early to mid-May, it'll be at halftime of one of the second round games. And um, we will find out who's going to be uh, selecting Wemby number one. It's It really is, in my opinion, one of the most uh, important draft lotteries that we have ever seen. And... I can't remember anybody like this. And I, I, again, I'm not trying to disrespect LeBron or anybody else, but as far as at the time they came out of the draft, I mean, this guy's a once in a lifetime deal. And I, I mean, he will alter the landscape of the NBA, but especially the landscape of whoever 
whoever his name comes out of that envelope for the number one pick in a few weeks. Well, Greek, thank you. We got a, a very, very interesting playoff season upon us. I'll be checking in for some more drives at five with the Greek to get your insight. And we will know sort of, let's call it the next chapter of where our guy Wemby goes. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Look forward to the next round. 